Good morning and praise the Lord, brethren. I Good greet morning. you. I greet you all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Let us continue, let us continue in prayer. King of kings and Lord of lords, we bless you this morning as um, Mrs. Turiatemba has prayed. We give you thanks and we give you praise for this is the day that you have made and we choose to be glad and rejoice in it. We surrender to you our thought. We surrender to you our lives. We are grateful to be called your children. Spirit of the living God, have mercy. We have failed short of your glory. May your spirit convict us this morning of righteousness and sin. Remind us, dear Lord, to confess where we have erred. We are truly sorry. Lord, this morning as we sit, we want to pray that your word will fall on fertile soil. Father, we ask that you silence every other voice. Speak through me. We cover ourselves in the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray as I share I choose to decrease and ask that Father to the glory honor of your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Our topic today is being approved by God. Our scripture is from 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. 2 Timothy 2:15. And the topic is be see and do your best to present yourself to God approved, a workman tested by trial who has no reason to be ashamed, accurately handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth. The New Living Translation says, work hard so God can approve you. Be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth. This is the word of God. I would like us, before we get into the word, to look at several definitions. I would like us to first of all look at the word approved. According to the Advanced Oxford Learners Dictionary, to be approved means to be officially agreed or accepted as satisfactory. As Christians and as God's servants, our chief concern should be to gain God's approval in everything we do. We should not seek the approval of men, but of God himself. Usually if we are approved by God, others will also find us approved. Whether we are gaining, whether we gain God's approval depends on how diligent we are in studying the word of God. These two words, 
study and do your best are instructing us on what to do in order to be approved by God. They mean be diligent. To be diligent means to be constant in efforts. To study is to be more concerned and deeply concerned about the word. To study is to do more than casually read the scriptures. To study, one requires time, concentration, research, and seeking practical application and comparing scripture with scripture. To divide scripture is to analyze the parts in light of the message of the whole Bible. To study the Bible requires some good help or tools such as a Bible, a notebook, a Bible dictionary, a Bible concordance, and a Bible commentary. I would like to encourage us to get in a habit of meditating on scripture you have studied. Meditate on the word of God throughout the day, in the morning, during lunch break, while traveling, and so on. Meditating on scripture reinforces the study of scripture. In Joshua chapter one, verse eight, keep this book of the law, always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. An approved workman must study scripture and not simply the Bible like a newspaper or a novel. Who of you studies and meditates on scripture? Do you make notes? Do you constantly refer to your notes? How many versions of the Bible do you use? Do you have and do you use a Bible commentary? Do you have and do you use a Bible concordance? <clears throat> Excuse me. We need to study the word of God like a law student preparing for an exam. A law student does in-depth study of the quotes and scriptures uh, in different cases. They even quote the laws of the Bible. The scriptures we read earlier in 2 Timothy chapter 2.15 says, and do your best to present yourself to God as approved. This line is not talking about anything else, but rather studying. It is talking about obedience. God's word or doing what it tells you to do. 
Why? Because some people study the Bible, but they do not obey its instructions. For example, you gain a PhD in theology, but you have not confessed Jesus Christ as Lord. We are encouraged to obey the instruction of the word of God. The word of God is our final authority in all matters of faith and practice. And if we correctly handle scripture, then we shall live to his glory and serve to his praise. Study and follow the instructions given in the scripture. God accepts everyone, but he will only approve those who study and follow the instructions given in the Holy Scriptures. Studying involves persevering in faith. While to work hard is going above and beyond your usual efforts to achieve a higher level of success. It's being focused, consistent, and staying motivated to produce quality results. Hard work means using your physical, emotional, and mental abilities to be purposeful in action, to achieve a certain goal. And in this case, it is to understand and preach the word of God accurately. Let us look at the background of Paul's word to Timothy. Paul's desire was for Timothy to preach sound doctrine. Paul knew that Timothy's task of keeping the church within the sound bounds of sound doctrines while encouraging believers to live their lives well was not going to be an easy task. Paul wanted Timothy to continue in those things he had learned, drawing from the rich heritage of faith that had been passed on to him, not just from Paul, but also from his mother Eunice and his grandmother Lois. Apostle Paul is not telling Timothy to do what he, Paul, had done. After Paul's conversion, on the Damascus road, he went to Arabia and that is where he studied scripture. And even when he returned from Arabia, he had a mentor called Barnabas to disciple him. This is all part of studying God's word in depth. Studying shields you from false teaching. Paul warned Timothy of the hard times ahead due to the increasing persecution and rapid reproduction of false teachers infiltrating the church. Paul went on to encourage Timothy to persevere in the Christian faith and use the courage to defend the truth of the gospel message. 
Brethren, you cannot defend what you do not know, what you have no conviction about. You would easily give up. Timothy knew the word of God and was well equipped. Even still, Paul tells him he needed to be even more diligent in the study of the word and in rightly defending the word of truth. For many of us, diligence in the word of God is one of those most difficult character traits to maintain and live by. We are well-intentioned with genuine goals and genuine inspirations, but we sometimes find it difficult to stick to routine and maintain discipline in the word of God. For example, you choose to stay late in the night because you're watching football or a soap opera or you're on WhatsApp and you end up uh, waking up late, uh, late and you have no time for morning devotion because you're running late to work. So you forego morning devotion. First Timothy chapter four verse 13 says, until I get there, focus on reading the scriptures to the church and encouraging the believers and teaching them. Where is your focus? Is your focus on things of the world? It's clear to see that scripture were to be central to Timothy's ministry, to your ministry and to my ministry. Scriptures are to be central. The scriptures are to be part of our lifestyle. We are instructed to read scripture publicly, privately, preach them and teach them. Before a godly minister is able to teach others, he or she must be taught himself. He or she must be a student of the word. Students study, pupils read. That is why in our key scripture that we began with 2 Timothy, Chapter 2.15 says, study and show yourself a workman approved. You show yourself by obeying the word of God. If my life does not show obedience to the scriptures, all my teaching will be hot air and wasted. As we grow, in our knowledge and understanding of the word of God and apply our own lives, we become equipped to share it with others and model it for them. If you occasionally struggle with being diligent, the Bible is a great resource of encouragement. Find renewed motivation inspiration 
and willpower. Discipline to study does not come easy. We must be deliberate about setting the time to study. I encourage us to join Bible study groups like Langham International, The Navigators, Bible Study Fellowship for Men, BSF for Women. Teach your household as well. Teach them scripture. The Bible has characters that diligently studied scripture. In Acts chapter 17, verse 10 to 11, in the interest of time, I will not go there. The barbarians searched the scriptures daily to see whether what Paul and Cyrus were teaching was truth. The weaknesses, the weakness of today's church is that we do not want to cross-check with scripture. What our anointed men of God are saying, we don't want to go back and cross-check. In Daniel chapter nine, verse two, Daniel understood from studying scripture. Please study scripture. Studying and being diligent in scripture can also attract Satan's opposition. That is why Paul says, Timothy, my child, be strong in the grace that is in Jesus Christ. Strong means to be inwardly strengthened, suggesting strength in soul and purpose. When many were failing away or compromising in faith, Paul wanted Timothy to be strong and courageous. This still implies today, be strong. The importance of stepping up with discipline and wisdom is amplified when you face adversaries. For example, waking up at night, probably at three every day and study the Bible is not as easy as it sounds, but we must be diligent. We must be resilient people. If we are going to be ministers of Christ, we must be strong and not waver. If you fail today, keep pressing on. A righteous man falls seven times and seven times he gets up. We must continue to encourage one another in the Lord because we overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb. We are constantly under spiritual attack from demons and principalities and rulers of darkness. We live in a world that is antagonistic toward Christ, his teachings and his people. We also have a tendency to sin. We oftentimes get discouraged and wander away from Christ. In the midst of all this, we must be strong to complete what God has called us to do. Paul helps us to focus on the idea that his work in the Lord is not about approval of other people. 
rather it is God who is assessing how we handle his word. And so we are studying his word for him. As we serve our master God, it should be our desire to faithfully, to be faithful and to be honored by him because we are to give accountability to him. All scripture is inspired by God. It's useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. The word of God straightens us and teaches us to do what is right. When God calls you to serve him or to be a minister, he also calls and equips you. Because of this, you are not to be lazy. Why do we struggle to read the word? As I have said, it calls for diligence to study the word of God. Furthermore, we do not have the liberty to make scriptures mean whatever we want them to mean. We are to handle God's word first by understanding the master plan. When we study scripture, we must determine how it fits in God's plan. Every verse of scripture must be understood in the context of its passage. Every passage in the context of the chapter, every chapter in the context of the book, every book in the context of the Testament, and every Testament in the context of the whole Bible. When we aim at understanding scriptures in the way, in that way, then we can apply it to ourselves and to others appropriately. To correctly handle the word of truth, we need insight and understanding from the Holy Spirit. On our own, we just cannot make it. It's only when the Holy Spirit shines his light on our minds about the text that we are able to properly analyze, accurately explain and rightly apply or relate the scriptures and not to distort them. I want us to point out one thing that waters down our effort to study scripture. And that is getting entangled or getting caught in arguments. Paul warns about getting caught up in discussing insignificant questions that use a lot of time and are not really edifying. For example, there were arguments on genealogies in the Bible. And today, if we are not careful, we can spend so much time arguing on our denominational differences and theologies and fail to focus on the truth of the gospel, which, we must, be, which must be preached. Our Lord Jesus Christ never argued with anyone over scripture. 
how then can we develop diligence in the word of God? Number one, Christ is our number one priority. Mm. So giving Christ the first place means that we will be disciplined. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, like a boxer, I strictly discipline my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached the gospel to others, I myself will not somehow be disqualified. God's servants must be persons of highest moral standards. We must guard against sexual impurity, including impurity of the mind. We must guard against compromising with wrong, indulgence in questionable practices and all works of the flesh. We must pursue righteousness in Jesus Christ. Our character must reflect Christ. Like Daniel, we must be found blameless, both in private and public. Secondly, a workman does not seek to please man. The approval of God is not earned, but received. It does not come to you on the basis of merit, but on the basis of mercy. A life of ministry does not flow from an attempt to win the approval of God. It flows from the joy of receiving the approval of God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul urges Timothy to view himself as a worker seeking to please God. Any worker or servant should desire to satisfy the expectations of his or her master. Timothy was to view his work for God in the same way. We should not seek the approval of men. Take your eyes off men, but to God himself. Sometimes in order to gain God's approval, we have to lose men's approval. We see, for example, John the Baptist discovered this in Matthew 14, 8. And Stephen also lost the approval of men, but gained God's approval in Acts chapter 7, verse 59. Also, as we understand that a workman for Christ, we will not need to be ashamed because we will have been faithful with the remarkable stewardship of his word. Paul says he is not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. There is no disgrace in declaring the gospel. To live unashamed of the gospel means we proclaim it but it also means we apply it to our own lives and show we believe in it. Paul's life choices supported his message. We must walk the talk. I believe we've heard that phrase, walk the talk, practice what you preach. 
Paul did not preach one thing and leave the other. Neither did he get entangled in civilian affairs. Paul was a true soldier of Jesus Christ. Some people are ashamed of Jesus for fear of embarrassment, humiliation, ridicule, or disapproval. We are ashamed of the gospel when we allow sin in our lives to go unchecked. When we indulge in worldliness and carnal desires or bluntly disobey scriptural standards, we indicate that we lack confidence in our own message. Scripture says in Luke 9:26, whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the son of man will be ashamed of them when he comes in glory. God is not the kind of master that accepts shoddy work. By honestly applying himself to service, Timothy would not need to be ashamed as he stood before God in ju on judgment day. As we stand before our father on judgment day, may we hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant. As I conclude, Psalm 119, verse 105 says, the word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God has released his thoughts to us through the word of God. Without the word, we can never understand the ways and thoughts of God. Failure to feed on the word allows the devil to attack us. When Satan tempted Jesus, Jesus overcame the devil with the word. Jesus did not use titles and positions in heaven to overcome the devil. Jesus knew Satan cannot oppose the word, so he used the word. Brethren, do not rely on your righteousness and anointing because Satan does not fear your anointing. The devil fears the word of God, the holy scriptures. Because the word of God is full of God's power and it's an armor. So if you deny the word, you, you are denying or rejecting life. Life in the word is the life of your spirit. Our spirit and our soul cannot survive if we do not feed them with the word of God. I would like to remind us to study the word and do your best to present yourself to God approved, a workman tested by trial who has no reason to be ashamed accurately and handling skillfully teaching of the word. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word of truth and grace that it contains. I pray in the name of Jesus that by your grace we may walk in the spirit of truth as we search the scriptures daily to discover what your Holy Spirit teaches us. Teach us to 
understand your word and give us a teachable spirit and guide us into all truth. In Jesus' mighty name, I've believed and prayed. Amen. Over to you, Mrs. Turiatin. Amen and amen. Thank you very much, our sister Joy, for sharing the word of God and for releasing to us the principles for this day that we might indeed walk as workmen approved of God in every way. May the Lord bless you, Joy. May the Lord watch over you. May he watch over your family. May he watch over this word that you ha he has released through you and the instructions that we shall all walk as a transformed people. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this word. We receive this word, Lord God, my Father. We receive these instructions, King of Glory, and we pray that, Lord God, my Father, as we continue to sit under instruction and under teaching, that, Lord God Almighty, we shall indeed be transformed, that these words will not just pass over us, around us, about us, and not transform us, Father, may this word cut through our spirit and our soul and bring us to the place where you desire us to be. Blessed be your holy name. We thank you for this message. And Lord God Almighty, we come to you to ask that we will respond in prayer concerning this message and that this prayer will be after your own heart. Blessed be your holy day. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Our sister Joy has raised a number of issues. And I'm going to ask that by the Spirit of God, we shall pray through them and let the work of the Lord be done in our lives. Father Lord, we come to thank you for this month, this pastoral month, where we are receiving pastoral care, even in instruction and in teaching, in the ways that we should walk and the way that we should share your word. Father, we come before you, Lord God Almighty, because we desire, Lord God, my Father, that we will serve you, that we shall be faithful stewards, stewards approved of you in every way. And that, Lord God Almighty, we will not seek the approval of men, but we shall speak, seek your approval, O God, in everything we do. And that as we seek your approval, King of Glory, we shall walk, grow in stature before you and before men. Blessed be your home. Father Lord, as your daughter taught, words fell in my spirit. And some of these words include that God's approval brings revelation. Because God's approval fell upon Daniel, because God's approval fell upon Joseph, they were able to receive revelation on strategy, on how to respond to the issues of the day. Father, today we come to you, King of Glory, and we repent as the church for not crafting solutions for the problems of the world. Because, Lord, we have not been workmen approved. We have not walked in accordance with your word. And so, Lord God, my Father, revelation has been far from us. And, King of Glory, there has been a lot of grumbling against the church. Father, we have seen in the Gospels, we have seen, Lord God Almighty, even in the teachings of the prophets, that your approval, Lord God Almighty, brings victory. Father, you approved of Jesus, and he was able to settle the storm on the lake. You approved of Jesus. He was able to feed multitudes. You approved of the, of the apostles 
of Paul, of Peter, as they went around among people and they were able to heal, heal the lame, bring back the dead, Father, because they had your approval. Today we come to repent. For all the time, Lord God Almighty, we have walked in contrary to what you have purposed us to be. And we therefore, Lord God Almighty, your approval has not gone with us. And therefore, Lord God Almighty, even where we have, when we have shared your word, it has not had that desired transformation in the lives of those that receive it. Today, Lord, we come to repent. We come to ask that, Lord God Almighty, today, our heart and our soul and our spirit will walk according to the path that you have ordered for us. So that in every way, Lord God Almighty, our actions will be approved. We will be more than conquerors. When the, you approved of the actions of Moses, when you approved of the actions of the children of Israel, when they walked in obedience, walking out of Egypt, Father, King of glory, you granted them victory. They defeated the demons of, of Egypt. They defeated the idolatry of Egypt. Father, creation responded to the command of Moses when he lifted this, his, his staff and the Red Sea parted and the children of Israel went through. Father, we come before you and say, Lord, today we have forfeited, Lord God Almighty, your approval, and yet your word is clear that if only Israel would submit to me, if only the church would submit to me, how quickly I would defeat their enemies before them. And so, Lord God, my Father, we have forfeited great victories because we have not walked in approval before you. Father, when you approved of Mordecai, you set a table for him before Haman. Haman, his enemy, is the one who walked him around the city, proclaiming that he was a good, he was an, a man of excellence who deserved approval of the king. Father, many times our enemies have oppressed us and snuffed us out because we have not had your approval. Today, Lord, we come to repent and to seek Holy Spirit that, Lord, we diminish in every way. That, Lord God Almighty, your approval will, Lord God, my Father, bring us to bear the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven, without guilt, without shame, because, Lord God Almighty, our lives would be aligned with you. Father, we have known from your word that King of Glory, approval of you brings strategy, strategy in the pulling down of strongholds. Lord God Almighty, you approved of Apostle Paul. Even when more than 40 men fasted, fasted that they would bring death upon him, bring judgment upon him. But Lord, you raised King of Glory, people to stand with Paul and lead him out towards Rome, away from these 40 men who were fasting that his life might come to an end, that they wanted to destroy him. Father, you brought strategy. You brought it through a young man, Lord God Almighty, the nephew of Paul. King of glory, we come before you today and say, Lord, forgive us for not walking in approval. For Lord, there are already strategies that you have released that you desire us to employ. That King of glory, the church will remain victorious. That Christians will have a testimony of victory over wickedness. That the nation, the nation of Uganda will become that altar nation that will reject wickedness, reject wicked leaders, reject 
every manner of witchcraft, sorcery, and idolatry, and that the, the, the altar of God will arise every, above every other altar, that the mountain of God will be above every other mountain on this land. Father, we come before you. Daniel studied the scriptures, and he learned that the time of captivity was over. Father, many of us have remained in captivity because we are not studying your word. We are not diligent in reading your word. We are not diligent in listening to you through your word, in seeking you in your word. And so we have lost many opportunities for ourselves, for the church, for the nation. Today, Lord, we come to you. We ask Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, help us. Wake us up to read the word. Tap our shoulder, even in the middle of the day, in the midst of business, in the midst of traffic, speak to us. That, Lord, we will hear your word about strategy, what needs to be done in our homes, in our workplaces, in the nation. We are going out today, we are starting a new week. Many of us have assignments on our desks. We may not even have the correct strategy with which to deal with them. But we are asking, Lord, for inspiration this morning. A testimony of your presence among us. That, Lord God, my Father, we shall have strategy. We shall receive it. And, Lord God Almighty, be excellent at the things that we do. So that, again, King of Glory, more Christians will be hired. More Christians will be given positions of responsibility because they are hearing from you. King of Kings, Lord God Almighty, we come before you even today, and we desire that, Lord God, my Father, we shall not be tossed by the wind of false teachings around us. May we be as active as the Bereans in studying your word, in testing every teaching according to your word. And so, Lord, we come before you. We ask that we spend more time with you. Holy Spirit, help us when we read the scriptures that you will unlock, Lord God Almighty, every word for the season, and for every assignment that you have given to us. And that as you teach us to unlock the scriptures, we will teach our children to unlock the scriptures. Lord God, my Father, we will teach those whom we walk around with, in company with, to unlock the scriptures, to desire to find answers in your word. And so, Holy Spirit, King of Glory, we come to ask that you will teach us, you will discipline us. Sometimes we have never asked for discipline. But today, Lord, on this platform, we are asking for discipline. That Holy Spirit, you will discipline us in your word. You will teach us. For Lord God Almighty, if we have no discipline, we will have no faith. We will not be able to walk in the word of God. We will not be ordered of the kingdom of, of the word of God, of the spirit of God. And so today we ask that Lord God Almighty discipline us. Order our footsteps, touch our souls and our spirit, so that in everything we say, do, or think, we will glorify your name. And so, as this week comes to begins, Lord God Almighty, in everywhere, Lord, we ask that as we go out, that we will not seek the approval of man, we will not be ashamed of the gospel. We will seek, Lord God Almighty, your truth. We will, may our lives testify of the gospel. May we walk in the confidence of the word. May we move out in the excellence of service to Christ. May your word be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. That Lord God Almighty, we may not stumble or fumble, but that we shall release with clarity the word 
the testimony of your word in our lives. Father, may our lives be the testimony that non-believers will read and desire to know Christ. Blessed be your holy name. We worship you and we exalt you. We pray that, Lord, in every way, every talent that you have given us, we will not bury it. Holy Spirit, help us to unpack every talent, every gift, Lord God Almighty, that we shall bear much fruit, the fruit that the world will desire to eat, the fruit that the church will be fed on. Father, that our tongues will become, Lord God Almighty, tongues of healing, that we shall indeed, King of glory, bring the word that will heal the church, heal our families, heal the nation, and bring people to the feet of Christ. Blessed be your holy name. May we be indeed workmen approved in your vineyard. May we become those vessels that will glorify your name. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed with thanksgiving. Amen.